National Geographic says we have not four, but five oceans now. Dolly is once again expanding her assets, and a new bride goes from the chapel to the operating table to give a kidney to her husband's ex-wife. These stories and many more on Headlines with Denny the Bull. Welcome to Headlines. I'm your host, Denny the Bull. I'm joined in the Office Now studio with someone whose voice is sexier than a large tub of hot, salty, buttery popcorn. It's Red Pill Jen. Oh, yeah. How's everybody doing? You're moving up in the world. You got the first intro this week. I know. Congratulations. What did I do to deserve that? Uh, Not complaining. And also in studio, our good friend, fresh back from lovely Las Vegas, Mr. Adam Joseph. Hi, guys. Missed y'all. Adam, is there anything you'd like to share with us about this trip? Uh, yeah, I got engaged. You Yay. got engaged to be I married? sure did. So what happened in Vegas didn't stay in Vegas. No, it's all over Facebook. It's Facebook um, official It now. is. It's done. So who's the lucky lady? Her name's Christy. All right. And did you get down on your knee? Did you I do did. it? Were you romantic? I did. She said yes, thankfully. Well, that's great. And, and you know, Jen and I were talking about this. Yeah. And it's not as important as that, obviously. But sure. Jen and I were just talking. Um, did you happen to go to any TV stations while you were out there and promote our show? Ooh, no, I did not. Maybe it was radio. Right. It's got to be radio. Yeah, it was radio we were radio. talking about. Did you go to radio stations? Uh, no, I also did not. Oh, my gosh. You didn't? No. Okay. Jen, hand can't, me the phone, please. Can't work like this. Here we go. Jen, hand me the phone! Here it is. Here it is. Settle down. Settle Thank down. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. What, Sunday what, night show. What's the number? Uh, I think it's for, two. Uh, security? Two. Yeah. All right. Uh, yes, yeah, security. Yeah, this is Denny the Bull. We're going to need to implement Foxtrot Alpha November today on Mr. Adam Joseph. Very severe. That's Foxtrot Alpha November. What do you mean you don't mean, know what that means? Ugh. All right. Hey, Adam, look, it's Ashley over Where? Yeah. We're firing Adam now, you <laughs> dummies. Uh, yes, yes. And we're going to need that about... Uh, 9.15 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Here, Ken, take that back. I have a feeling yeah, we're going to be needing it again I'll, later. I'll just take, I'll take that. Thanks. <laughs> well, anyway, Adam, it's good to have you back. Uh, it's great to be back. Miss y'all. Welcome back. Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe. With every like on this video, we'll add another rose to the Glexi Wedding Bouquet. Adam, you doing a big yes. white wedding? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Because, you know, a white wedding is usually reserved for when the bride is a virgin, not the groom. Oh, yeah. Yes. Billy Idol will be so disappointed. Very yeah. disappointed. Now, it's time for this week's pop culture deep thinking question. And this one is dedicated to you, Adam. Oh, really? For your trip to oh, Vegas. Wow. That's right. We want to ask, who are the top five all-time Las Vegas acts listed by box office clout, according to an article from Las Vegas Weekly? So we're not talking about Carrot Top here. We're talking about the ones that get some major bank. All right. Now, there's a top five, and then there's the one who started it all. I'm going to keep him separate, all right? Okay. Well, who do you think number five would be? See, I'm always thinking four. But well, how about, top five, I'm, I'm going to say number five, I'm going to say is... Wayne Newton. I was going to say he's somewhere <laughs> in there. Mr. Las Vegas started performing there in 1959 with his brother before becoming a headliner. Now, he filled in for Sammy Davis Jr. because apparently Sammy called in sick a lot yeah. at the Sands. So he appeared there regularly. Audiences loved him. He got his own gig, and the rest yeah. is history. A must-see staple of the strip. The Rat Pack, you know, the whole... Sands? You're jumping ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. the Sands aren't even there anymore, by the way. So. All right. Number four, <sighs> Siegfried and Roy. Roy. That's what I was going to go with. Of course, the act ended when Roy was attacked by one of his tigers. That's what happens mm. when you smack a tiger in the ass, yeah. right? <laughs> R.I.P. to both of them. But they're they both still alive. No, they yeah. thrilled audiences for 5,750 shows before that happened. Over the course of three decades, and a lot of tiger food and a lot of tiger poop. 
Yeah. Now I saw that show in 2001, and it was amazing. That was before that happened. Yeah. Obviously. All right. Well, who do you think number three is? Uh, That's Chris right. Angel. Canadian songbird <laughs> Celine Dion. What? You know she's up there. She's had three residencies since 2003. That means she's had three shows at three hotels, and she has raked in some serious cash because the mm. tickets are so pricey. Oh yeah. So in terms of pure dough, Celine is high up there. Of course, she sings her big hits like My Heart Will Go On, That's the Way It Is. Mm-hmm. Power if, of Love is a good one. The power of Love, yeah. If You Ask Me To, and of yeah. course, her biggest smash, Meat and Potato, Potato Man. Man. Yeah. That's a good song. <laughs> That's her duet with Alan Jackson. That's right. Yeah. Now, number two on the list is Elvis Presley. That's right. Obviously, the king of yeah. rock and roll had 837 consecutive sellout shows from 1969 to 1976. Mm-hmm. At the International Hotel, which was renamed the Hilton, of course, after Paris Hilton. <laughs> now, the king began baking in the hot Sin City Sun only four years after starring in the film Viva Las Vegas. You've heard of that. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. He also ate so much bacon that he died on the toilet from a massive coronary at the age of 42. Well, Seriously. Blame yeah. the bacon. Well, this guy ate a lot. He okay. ate a pound of bacon a day for breakfast, along with a stack of pancakes, a dozen eggs, a loaf of bread, a bag of hash browns, a can of. Corned beef hash and a jug of milk. I'm full. Don't forget and, the peanut butter. Yeah, I was well, gonna and say, for dessert, he washed it down with, with a pair of Pop-Tarts. Like, he had, like yeah. peanut butter and banana. I don't know. He had some kind of weird fixation. He had some weird there. stuff. That's right. His cholesterol was 1,400. <laughs> so number one. Number one. I think I know who it is. I think so. As Adam referred to, the Rat Pack. No, that she was referred to it. I spoke. Oh, you said the I Rat Pack. I was going to say David Copperfield. Oh, okay. What? Yeah, well, he's so famous out there. Frank freaking Sinatra. But the Rat Pack, I, I'm, I'm appreciative. I grew up listening to them. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Joey Bishop, Peter Lawford. Now, they performed on and off together, sometimes all together, if you were lucky, yeah. at the Sands Copa Room. It was not unusual for Dean Martin to drop in at a Sinatra concert mm-hmm. or for Sammy Davis to drop in for a Dean Martin concert. Yeah. Or for me to drop into a China buffet for four hours and eat two meals for one low price. God, if I had a dollar for every time I hear, you've been here four hours, you go now. You stay too long. <laughs> I don't think we're allowed to say that. No. All right. Adam. <laughs> yes. Are you ready for the first major entertainer of Las Vegas? Before the Rat Pack, before Elvis or Wayne Newton or Celine or Cirque du Soleil or Carita, Are you ready for who, oh, I'm who started it all? I think I know who, who started it all. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Liberace. Liberace. Yeah. Oh, man. I was going to go with Manilow. Liberace was a headliner at the Riviera, commanding a record-breaking $50,000-a-week salary Ooh. in the late 50s. Wow. I was going to say, I wonder what that, uh, that converts to today. I don't know, a lot. A with his custom handcrafted suits and capes dripping with jewels, the classically trained pianist, singer, and real lady killer oh, yeah. was the premier attraction on the Strip when it first became the wondrous oasis in the desert. There you go. Liberace, the original star of Sin City. So there you go, yes, Adam. Yes. Just for you. Thanks. Some Las Vegas pop culture to and welcome I love you it. back. Thank you. Security on yeah. yeah, Absolutely. Wait, what? All right. No, nothing, nothing. It's nothing. time for our very popular weekly Rushmore segment. That's Jen? Right. Okay, so we asked our viewers to pick the final four for the dog breeds of Mount Rushmore. And what we've got are the Golden Retriever, of mm. course. Labrador Retriever, Pitbull, and the French Bulldog. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. I would have said Beagle. Husky. I had Beagle when I, I was a young I kid. I like Beagles. Yeah. I would have Huskies, put in, yeah, I like yeah. Huskies. I mean, you got my two. My, my Golden Retriever, my Pitbull, I'm happy. Right. Mm. Yeah. 
All right, well, this week, in honor of Adam's engagement in Vegas, we're going to ask you to put the four greatest Vegas headliners of all time on our Mount Rushmore. That sounds good. So comment your comment in the comments, and you could be in the running to join the Demolition Derby. It's being held on I-24 southbound every day in the right lane, which has more holes than Swan Lake Golf Course. All right, Jen, do we have any fan mail? We surely do, and that fan mail is actually brought to us by the Axe Throwing Place, okay. where you can check out the new kegerator and say hi to Henry, Sandra, and the whole crew, located across from the new Publix in Sango at 592 Fire Station Road. The Axe Throwing Place is the premier spot for local recreation. They are now accepting sign-ups for their summer league. You can find them on Facebook or at theaxethrowingplace.com. All right, very good. All right, so moving on to fan mail, we've got Harold from Michigan. Ooh, it's for you, Adam. What? Yeah. It's about me this week. It's it crazy. is. I know. It's all about you this week. Uh, I'm getting jealous. Yeah. I'm that's very why, jealous of myself. That's why I got the first intro, I see. Headlines with Adam Joseph. Yeah, just, <laughs> we, we, just, we can just go. I'll be out in my trailer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's shorter anyway. Yeah. Um, so, how did Adam, how did you keep it together sitting next to that French maid on Padula's show uh, on Friday? Yeah. I thought about World War II. Yeah, just so our audience understands the context. Last week on this very show, we were talking about the scientific fact that the Eiffel Tower gets taller during the summer. It undergoes what's called thermal expansion because all those pretty French girls are walking around in their dresses, I said. I also said that I undergo thermal expansion every time Padula brings Ashley Miner, who is a budding local Instagram star, on his show. Well, apparently Ashley heard this, and thus she appeared on Padula's show on Friday dressed as a French maid. I'm sure she did it just for you, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure how exactly you did that, Adam. If if that had happened to me, and it almost did, by the way, I was given an invite, and I couldn't make it. But I would be cross-eyed right now. I could not have survived. I'd been... Yeah. You know, I don't know how you do it. Actually, when I look at... It's kind of wrong, though, because the studio is still a mess, so she didn't really do much of the... Meeting stuff. When I look at the bravest accomplishments sorry, of mankind, all right, and I'm talking about climbing mountains, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the dawn of aviation, mm. exploring the ocean depths, going mm. to war, the conquering of space, sitting next to Ashley dressed as a French maid <laughs> after having just gotten engaged, yeah, right, a it couple was, days before is one of the bravest things. Christy ever. set it up. It was a yeah. test. Was yeah, she was. Yeah, she yeah. set it up, and I passed. All right. <laughs> well, before we go to headlines, let's cut to a message from one of our sponsors. Hi, everybody. Denny the Bull here from the new show Headlines with Denny the Bull. Today, I'd like to talk about a new book I just read during a flight from Nashville to Vegas. It's by a local author, and it's called Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob, The Last Resort Escort Service. You can get the book on Amazon, on Goodreads, or Dorrance Publishing, or wherever books are sold online. If you're looking for a book with romance that's provocative and exciting, this is the perfect book. It's a quick read. It's like Fifty Shades, only written from the male point of view. It's a story of four male escorts and their manager, and it's written as a series of journal entries, like diary entries. It tells all of their adventures with women who have hired them for companionship. I couldn't put the book down. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know if these stories are real, but they certainly read that way. There's no other book like it. Again, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob, The Last Resort Escort Service. It's written by local author Eldon Parker. Go to Amazon.com and order your copy today. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Bob. Thank you. All right, it's time for headlines. News you can use with Red Pill Jen. Bring it on, Jen. Here we go. Perhaps the biggest story this week is about the new stimulus checks that will begin coming out July 15th. 
Parents of children up to five years old will receive $300 a month, which is $3,600 a year per child. Parents of kids aged 6 to 17 will get $250 a month, which equates to $3,000 a year per child. In related news, I just adopted 10 kids under the age of five. <laughs> okay, Mr. Jolie Pitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the payments will be issued via direct deposit or paper check beginning July 15th and on the 15th of every month for the remainder of the year. And Adam, in related news, even more people are not going back to work. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So if you're a business owner wishing you could hire some employees in July, Joe Biden just made it even harder for you to do that. We're giving away more free money, and don't worry, it won't have any effect on inflation at all. My groceries went from 190 a week to 230 a week. Today it was 250. Uh, Used to cost me 55 bucks to fill my gas tank. Now it costs 85 bucks to fill my gas tank. So. You know, th- this is why Lawyer Wayne was so happy when we saw him last week. Because he's got he's going to get like 2200 a month. Uh, yeah, with those nine kids. And yeah, free I'm, money. I'm sure nine kids are, you know, I'm sure that $300. Are, uh, yeah, are they all um, under 17? Uh, His yeah, nine kids? They are, yeah. yeah. Oh, for the love Just of God. barely. That's $25,000 a year for a lawyer. Hmm. Oh, brother. Yeah, well. I mean, he's already making bank as a lawyer. Right? Yeah. Well, in royal celebrity news, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are settling into life as a family of four with the birth of daughter Lilibet. Lily is named after Queen Elizabeth's childhood nickname. It's also the name Prince Philip called the queen after a hard night of drinking. <laughs> you know, while realizing that he's married to a queen without being a king. Yeah. He's like, hey, Lilibet, why don't you go be a king and loose around the castle, right? Where to kill you, Queen Lilibet, or you old buzzard? Well, maybe that's why rumor has it that the Queen was not thrilled by the moniker, although mainstream press says it shows the strong bond between Harry and his grandmother. Yeah, it's such a strong bond, they were just calling her a racist like 10 seconds ago. Yeah, <laughs> Oprah. It's you know, Oprah. They were actually going to name the boy after Prince Charles. Of course, that's Harry's dad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were going to name the boy after Prince Charles's childhood nickname of Dumbo <laughs> because of his big ears. Oh, thankfully, God. they had a girl. Yeah. So, uh, Adam, what was your childhood nickname? Um, a, uh, my, my family called me AJ for my first and middle name. Okay. So they just called me AJ. All right. So. Mine was Jimmy. Yeah. What about you, Jen? You have uh, the ones that I can say on the air? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Nini, because uh, I went by Jenny as a child, and uh, I couldn't say Jenny, so I said, All right. yeah. So. Well, as with little Archie before her, Lily will be raised in California, not England. Yeah. Hmm. And as with Archie, she will not have her ass cleaned by either of her parents, <laughs> nor will one diaper be changed by either of these people ever. I will bet cash money that neither Megan nor Harry will ever be changing any crappy diapers, will not be feeding these little munchkins. I'm betting that all the dirty work will be performed by staff, like and, nannies and yeah. all that. You know, if, if, if my wife and I had a $25 million endowment, mm-hmm from princess diana and staff to do all the diaper changing and feeding i'd have 10 kids like clint eastwood yeah yeah no i'd have i'd have kids like jim bob duggar <laughs> right i'd create my whole, uh, whole army hopefully not just like yeah not jim just like bob yeah duggar. i have an issue with exploitation of kids too so the fact that they're talking about broadcasting this whole experience on tv too because i saw an ad the other day that they're going to be talking or even following them around about it too yeah that's kinda, I, just, I just don't like it nobody wants um, to see your bratty kids yeah they already do that anyway in hollywood so uh <laughs> yeah. in royal and non-royal celebrity news beverly hills 90210 star shannon doherty shared a raw 
natural selfie on Instagram with a message about aging and embracing the experience of her life. Doherty, who's 50 years old, also praised women who haven't gotten fillers, Botox, or other procedures, writing that, quote, watching movies tonight and noticed there were few female characters I could relate to. She couldn't relate to the fact that these actresses were actually working. That's probably exactly <laughs> actually, what it is. Employed in shows yeah. not filmed in 1990. You yeah. got it. Well, Doherty continued that she loves, quote, women who embrace their face and all the experience it showed, end quote. How much experience does Tommy Lee Jones have in his face? I, it's I a lot. Him and Steven Tyler are one. <laughs> yeah. Do you think an actress could get away with having a Tommy Lee Jones face? I don't know. <laughs> So, Shannon Doherty, has she been working since Mallrats or whatever? I, I mean, does yeah. she appear on television other than in reruns? I, I kind of think everyone Why is she even hates there? her because she's just apparently very difficult to work with. Yeah. You know, I like the message. I do. And I agree with her. Yeah. The other day I saw a photo of Rebecca DeMornay. Do you remember Ooh, her? Yeah. I do. From yeah. Risky Business oh, and yeah. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. The cradle yeah. She actually looked like a 58-year-old version of herself. Which yeah. is nice, right? No plastic, no, you know duck billed lips no eyebrows halfway up her forehead mm-hmm. yeah. you know i i hate when some of these actors do that to themselves uh, it's, because it's terrible, yeah. you know sometimes it's good work you know halle berry's nose j-lo's nose that was good work well, look right? at Cher and uh and demi moore Cher, you know? uh jennifer gray though i was gonna bring oh, her yeah. up too that yeah. was terrible she ruined her looks she looks completely and you know she different. lost roles she even admitted in, a, in an article with people that she actually lost roles because right. she got rid of her we signature. loved her as baby that's right nobody yeah. puts baby in a corner no, no. and nobody but apparently she, and they put her old nose it. in the corner is what they did <laughs> and dolly parton i don't know I, I think she looked her absolute best in the mid 90s like Cher did in the late 80s i i think they got to a point where they should just stop i think i, I think agree. they get hooked on that stuff i think they oh, yeah. do i think they get hooked on improvement But speaking of Dolly Parton, nearby amusement park Dollywood is planning a half billion dollar expansion and renovation, which will begin this year and tentatively end in 2023. Dolly Parton has spent her whole life expanding and renovating herself, (laughs) and now she's going to focus on expanding the theme park. Hey, you know, I love Dolly. Yeah, we all do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dolly's team is building a five-star, a five-story Heart Song Lodge, which will stand next door to the current Dream More Resort. Uh, they should call it the Pay More Resort. Yeah. Yes, they should. Because somebody's got to foot the bill for a billion or, or a half a billion dollars, you said? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've never been to Dollywood, but I have been to Pigeon Forge and mm-hmm. Gatlinburg. Oh, One yeah. time during the Christmas season. And it was like World War Z. Yeah. It took like two <laughs> hours to drive five miles from the P- Pigeon River to downtown Gatlinburg. Mm-hmm. It was insane. It's beautiful, but it was so jam-packed. I waited literally 20 minutes in line to buy hot dogs on the street. You got to go at certain times. You got to hit it right in May, but right before season starts. You yeah. Know, that's, it, that's the best time to It go. was so crowded. I had to wait 10 minutes just to give a hobo a dollar bill. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. Is, is the word hobo taboo? I now? guess. I, mean, I we think so. No, you're fine. But we went there for Probably Thanksgiving, is. and it was fun. I mean, it was nice out. But yeah, no, we passed Hollywood, and we're like, how much more room do you have with these mountains back here that you can expand your theme park and resort? You got all that mountain area back there. Adam, you were out in Vegas. Oh, yeah. there's a lot of mountain area around Dolly Parton. You were out in Vegas. <laughs> and islands and yeah. streams. You saw a lot of hobos out there, didn't you? I saw a lot of st- street peddlers, right. yeah. Right. A lot of them. Street I, peddlers. Yeah. Now, I will say, however, <laughs> that we did see the Christmas program yeah. at the Dolly Parton Stampede. That's fun. It's a dinner theater yes. and a show. It's phenomenal. I will mm. say, you got a lot of food. Even I was satisfied with the portions. Mm. So you know that's a lot of food. That's saying something. And the show was amazing. It was well worth the cost. I, I agree. It's, it's, a good, it's a good deal. All right. You know what, Jen? Yeah. What's up? 
I don't really like the tenor of that segment. I don't like where some of my comments about Dolly Parton went. Yeah, so remember how I handed you that uh, that you, phone? You need it back? I think I'm going to need it back. There you go. All right. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> All right. Now, this call to the writer's room is brought to you by Moth to a Flame Candles. If you're looking for the perfect gift, go to Moth to a Flame, check out their selection of candles, or tell them the aromas you're looking for. They will custom make an incredible candle. I bought one for my mistress. She loved it. Again, <laughs> visit Motto Flame Candle on Facebook. That's the last time I'm going to laugh at one of these jokes. All right. All right. I know. All right. Let's dial writing staff. Preposterous. Timmy and Jimmy. Jimmy and Timmy. Yeah. Get it right. Writer's room, please. Yes, I'll hold. Yes, writing staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On uh, page five, you made fun of Dolly Parton. Do you realize what you've done? Not only have you obliterated any chance of us getting advertising dollars from Dollywood, but you also attacked a Tennessee icon. You don't go after Sergeant York. You don't go after Davy Crockett. You don't go after Dolly Parton. You understand? Thank you. All right. All right. Now you take it. Okay. Thank you. Damn Finally. Yankees. Thank you. All now right. you can have it back. I've had it with them, really. Yeah. Well, an 86-year-old sugar mill worker with 31 years on the job was arrested after fatally shooting his boss after he was refused another year at the mill. The Palm... Beach Sheriff's Office said that Felix Cabrera was jailed without bail on a first-degree murder charge following the shooting in Belle Glade. Meanwhile, here in Tennessee, we can't find a good couple of 20-year-olds to work at Jimmy John's on Sunday. <laughs> Sunday yeah. We have to close businesses for lack of workers. And old Felix here wanted to work so bad he killed his boss. I know. You know, good job, Bernie Sanders. Way to give away free money. <laughs> Doesn't seem like good job security. I don't know. No. Yeah. Now, in the boss's defense, I can only imagine that Felix might not have been the greatest employee he had. Maybe lost a little on his fastball. Probably not the most productive guy at 86, but you still got to give the old guy credit for his tenacity. Mm-hmm. 31 years on the job. Yeah. So this guy started working there at 55 after seven years in the Navy mm-hmm. and 30 years at some other, other factory. Then he worked 31 years here. Yeah. Okay. So now he's probably going to be charged for another 30 years in prison for murder. Murder. So when he gets out, he'll be 116 years old. <laughs> yeah. Which means he'll be just the right age to be the Democratic Speaker of the House. There you go. Perfect. Or the There's... Democrat nominee for president. Yeah. Because they love their old geezers. Yeah. And they're all 80 years old, right, Jen? That's right. I yeah. know. But those those people, I mean, they still need the work, no matter what the age is. I mean, my, my parents are in their 60s. They're still working. Like, they should be retired, but... You know, yeah. people their age that just still want to work at that age at 80, let them work. Let them do it. Mm-hmm. I think we need a feel-good story. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. What do you think? I think we need some feel-good music, music. but <laughs> I don't know if we're at that level of production I, I don't think we're there yet. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, got, I got the headline, though. Okay. We can start there. So a Fort Lauderdale woman this week donated her kidney to her new husband's ex-wife. That's right. Debbie Neal Strickland of Florida married Jim Murth and became close with his grown children, whom he raised with his ex-wife, Mylene Murth. The children were happy for the bride and groom, but at the same time were concerned because their mother's kidneys were functioning at only 8%. Debbie found that her kidney was a match for Mylene, and I'm sorry if I'm killing that name, but... So she donated her kidney to her hubby's ex-wife. The kidney transplant took place only two days after the wedding. Wow. Sadly, though, after the procedure was over, Mylene said she made the whole thing up and just wanted to get back at her ex-husband for all those missed <laughs> alimony payments. <laughs> Okay, I'll admit that was a pretty awesome thing to do. That yeah. was very, very That's cool. a pretty awesome I'm not story. sure I'd be that gracious, especially during my honeymoon. She's a much nicer person than I am. Yeah. I wouldn't give up my seat to an old lady on a bus, much less give up a kidney. <laughs> you know? That's not true, actually. You'd uh, give Adam your kidney. Yeah, you would. Actually, I'm full disclosure here. I haven't told anybody this story. Oh. 
Uh-oh. So I'm going to tell just you and our viewers. Okay. okay. I had this friend named Joe whose testicles were only functioning at 8%. Oh. <laughs> so I donated. <laughs> you can't even do it with you a straight face. Yeah. I donated my left nut to him so he oh could go out God. and continue to sow his oats. Although all that oat sowing is why is nuts were only functioning at 8% in the first place. It's like the Freon in your air conditioning. If you use it too much, it dries out. And, of course, I've been married so long, I really didn't need mine. So I donated it. There you go. Now, Adam, wasn't that a movie with Daniel Day-Lewis, My Left Nut? Yeah, I think it was. No, no, yeah. it's My Left Foot. Uh, my Left Foot, yeah. That's right. That's Something right. like that. My Left Nut sounds like one of those 90s porno movies that always had like a, They borrowed titles from real movies like My Bear Lady. And yeah. riding Miss Daisy, remember like, those too young? Like you, oh, like you, I think Jim's like too you young. To man. Are you too Is young to remember name? the porno room? They had like the saloon doors <laughs> and the little camera. I'm not too young. I'm just too pure and innocent. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, this is some crazy talk on this show today. <laughs> well, guys, National Geographic made history recently by adding a fifth name to the Earth's oceans in its new and updated world map. The organization called the body of water surrounding Antarctica. Wait for it. The Southern Ocean. <laughs> That's a pretty creative name. Yeah. Was this the same person who named the uh, who named the Southern Ocean? Was that the same person who named the president's oval-shaped office by any chance? <laughs> Maybe. They need to get those people who do uh, nail polish colors. Mm-hmm. But uh, this comes as a big change to all of us raised with only an Atlantic, Pacific, Arctic, and Indian Ocean, the only names on the National Ge- Geographic map for over 100 years. Yeah. Indian Ocean, you mean Native American Ocean? Hey, oh no I, wait look, that is around I india just read it that is around i india. just read it guys you know i think some of our bodies of water named re, uh, they need renamed i yeah. think so for yeah. sure they're out of date i mean some of these are pretty stuck up i'm talking to you lake superior <laughs> but there's the persian gulf there's no persia anymore no well, what right? about lake ontario yeah well i mean isn't in, lake no it's, it's not michigan but it's yeah. just south but isn't the providence of ontario just north of it and that's why they call well, it then lake they should ontario? put the lake in freaking what are you looking north? at you know me for <laughs> i'm not from canada you know what the scariest lake is lake erie oh, oh boy I see what that you is a scary lake. you know the red sea is not red the black no. sea is not black but i like that eerie joke oh, i want to take credit for I, that I, please do <laughs> so somebody got paid for this you know somebody uh-huh. actually woke up in the morning one day took a shower ate, dressed, drove to the office and said, today's the name. I'm going to come up with a new name for one of our oceans. Yeah. Now, who gets this kind of job? Here I am working four jobs, right? <laughs> I'm shoveling crap. I'm flipping burgers. I'm mowing lawns and telling lame jokes just so I can pay, make a payment on a car sitting in my buddy's driveway <laughs> with four flat tires and a dead battery gin. Trying to keep two ex-wives off my back. And if just that ain't so- country, I'll kiss you. just so i can afford enough ramen noodles and hot dogs to feed my family every week while keeping the landlord off my ass and this person at national geographic makes six figures and their greatest contribution to society is naming some sub-zero iceberg infested water the southern ocean well i'll be titanic mistake i tell you i'll be damned Yep. Well, a commercial lobster diver says he was swallowed whole by a whale off the Massachusetts coast on Friday, but made it out alive with only minor injuries following the life and death encounter. Michael Packard, 56, of Wellfleet, was released hours later from a Cape Cod hospital following his scary run-in with a humpback whale. He told TV reporters he was 45 feet deep in the waters off Provincetown when the attack occurred. He initially thought the whale was a shark, but realized he was wrong when he didn't feel any teeth or pain. He thought it was a shark until he realized it was all in his imagination. (laughs) 
Well, Packard continued by saying, quote, I felt this huge shove, and the next thing I knew, it was completely black. It sounds like my first bi curious party. <laughs> you know, I was minding my own business. I felt this huge shove, and the next thing I knew, it was completely black. Well, speaking of spitting out, Packard says he thinks he was in the whale's mouth for about 30 seconds until he was spit out. Packard's shipmate pulled him out of the water, but had no comment on the story. Wow. He had no comment because he didn't feel like lying. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, he had no comment because he's not a bullshitter like Captain Mike Packard. Either that or he's an illegal immigrant and he didn't want to get busted. That right? day. Or he's an escaped ex-con. I ain't going back to that joint, you hear me? Not for your stupid whale story. <laughs> you know, Jen, I don't say this often, but yeah. I believe with all my heart and all my soul that yeah. this story is completely fabricated. You know, mm-hmm. of, of all the things that never happened, this never happened the most. Yeah, yeah. right. I think this guy's just promoting the sequel to Moby Dick. Yeah. So he's just saying, let's just say I, I got swallowed by a whale, like Moby What's Dick. Up, let's Jonah? Say, What's up, Jonah? What up? But <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe this, that he didn't know he was not in a shark. He's like, yeah, this, this water creature is way bigger than a shark. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's not. I call BS. Uh, yeah. yeah, oh, completely call BS. And, uh, you know, it's like going back to the movies, uh, I'll have what he's having. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Vice President Kamala Harris on Monday issued a tough warning to potential migrants, telling them, quote, do not come. Don't come, end she, quote. Well, she told Willie Brown the same thing. Oh. It's a long story. It's a long oh. story. If you haven't heard it, all right. Yeah, well, Harris was giving an address in Guatemala as part of her Latin American tour of countries with traditionally large amounts of migrants to the U.S. Last month, 170,000 migrants crossed the U.S.-Mexico border, and Harris is putting out the word to potential travelers. She said, quote, The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. If you come to our border, you will be turned back. And as with Trump, the mainstream corporate media went crazy, calling Harris a racist, a xenophobe, a bigot, an isolationist. Right, 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 wrong. They covered for her as always. If Trump had said this, he would have been lambasted. Mm -hmm. But since Harris is the first half Indian, half Jamaican vice president ever, the daughter of immigrants, right, she gets a total pass. Now, this is in stark contrast to the Kamala of 2017, who wrote, say it loud, say it clear, Everyone is welcome here. Mm -hmm. When Trump was building his wall. Really? Yeah. She said that then. Mm. But then she got power handed to her with zero qualifications other than her six-inch stiletto heels and her tan skin (laughs) and a warm, hearty laugh that makes me really (laughs) miss the caring authenticity of Hillary Clinton. Mm. I'm not kidding. I'd rather have Hillary. I'm impressed by the six-inch heels. I mean, you know, that's that's a feat. Always. Oh, brother. And rumor (laughs) has it, by the way. That the Univision reporter, I don't know if you saw the press conference where she said this. There was a Univision reporter who told Kamala Harris that she loved her and apparently told her she voted for her during the press conference in Guatemala. Well, apparently Univision said they're not sure who that reporter was, but that she doesn't work for them. Hmm. Which means it was a plant Mm -hmm. by somebody in the Biden-Harris administration. So Biden-Harris is building the wall. They've already deported more Hispanics this year, and we're only in June, yeah. than Trump did all of last year. Now they're shutting down the border, plus all the other lies about the public option, $15 an hour minimum wage, lowering the ta- corporate tax cut, yeah, uh, the $2,000 checks, it became 1400 So did you hear that Biden just told Republicans he's not going to undo the Trump tax cuts now? Mm. Did you hear that? Yeah. No. The list goes on and on. It's all lies. But I was a bad person for not voting for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. 
But you know what? You're just making me look like a genius for not voting for these people. You're making me look like a genius. And that is also a And that's hard feat. to do. This that is, is hard to do. This is the same Biden-Harris administration <laughs> that when they debated during the Democratic debates that when asked, you know, would you allow immigrants here and pay for their college? Everybody, yep. including those yeah, two, right. raised their hand. Now mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty don't much come. contradicting themselves saying, don't come. Don't walk come. it back. Walk it back. Walk it back. Well, in other world news, NBC reported that 10 people were killed in a quote-unquote heinous attack on a landmine-clearing charity in Afghanistan. The Afghan Interior Ministry blamed the Taliban for the attack, although the Taliban denied any involvement. So right on cue, NBC News, the biggest you know, pro-war propaganda network in the hemisphere, who have breathlessly supported every war, every regime change, every intervention in American history, NBC News says that we're three months from exiting Afghanistan, so we need a story to keep us there another 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Jen. Maybe I'm just being cynical this week, Maybe. but uh, I believe this like the Russian bounty story. Yeah, I believe this like WMDs. Remember, Trump said we were leaving Afghanistan on May 1st. Yeah. Biden got, said, well, that's too soon. It's going to be September 11th. What's more logical, this or the whale? Uh, I would say the whale yeah. at oh. this point. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And Denny the Bull, by the way, right here in Middle Tennessee, Graduate of Austin P. State University, right? No genius. Right above Forrest Gump on the IQ list, all right? <laughs> but I said on this program that I guarantee that something is going to happen between then, when Biden said September yeah. 11th, we're out of here, I said on this program that something's going to happen between now and then to stop that from happening. That you because the military-industrial complex will never be defeated. Yeah. So first, it was the contractors. Biden was pulling troops but leaving 1,800 contractors slash Mercenaries. I said, nope, those troops aren't going nowhere because the mainstream establishment bought and paid for press will manufacture a reason to keep us there forever. And here it is. Landmines. Anybody remember when I said, who isn't against landmines? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember when I said on this very show, with my low IQ, with my degree <laughs> from Austin P. State University, remember when I said, everybody hates landmines? I said on this show. Yeah. Watch yeah. the tape. Mm-hmm. I said, let's all agree landmines are bad. Yeah. NBC News reports that these people were just disabling landmines. And someone attacked them. And, of course, that someone has to be the Taliban, mm-hmm. which is ruling Afghanistan. And, so, come on, they take credit for everything they do. They're yeah. not scared to take credit. So I'm just going to remind you again, our audience, we armed the Taliban. They were the Mujahideen. We gave them American weapons in the late 80s to fight off the Soviets when the Soviets were in the region. We armed them to the teeth. And you don't need a history book. Let's say, uh, Danny, I don't want to go back and read my history. You don't have to. Go back and watch the first Iron Man movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Marvel's Iron Man is about this very subject. (laughs) We armed the Mujahideen. They became the Taliban. They turned on us. And we've been occupying their country for 20 years. So Trump says we're leaving. Biden says we're leaving. Mainstream media says that's dangerous. And all the generals on all the news shows, you know how all the, all the generals who are like advisors on the boards of Raytheon and Halliburton, yeah, yeah. they say Biden is insane. Liz yeah. Cheney says Biden can't pull our troops because we'll have another 9-11 because she's so stupid. She forgets it was Al-Qaeda and a bunch of Saudis attacked us on 9-11, not the Taliban, Taliban. moron. Yeah. So just go on YouTube after this show. This is, I'm going to give our viewers some homework. I want you okay. to type in President Dwight David Eisenhower speech, military industrial complex. Mm. This is a five-star general, supreme commander of the Allied forces in World War II, and two-term president of the United States. When he was leaving office in 1961, he warned us, America, 
He warned us about what he called the military-industrial complex. He said that America during World War II had transformed our country from, from civilian manufacturing to manufacturers of a war machine. And his fear, in his own words, Jen, yeah. watch the speech, okay. okay? It's it's terrifying. Is that in the 50s, we built a war machine that needs constant feeding hmm. through nonstop conflict, like 20 years in Afghanistan, Watch the first Iron Man movie, the Robert Downey. What happens when he says he's stopping building weapons of war? What happens? They try to kill him. Yep. Right? When he says, yeah, I'm done with war, I'm going to do it. So now why can I, Denny the Bull, just above Forrest Gump on the IQ list, (laughs) why is it I can tell you all this? I'll tell you why, because I'm not bought and paid for by anybody. And I called it on this show, and damn it, I was right. That you did. Well, you know what? Guess what time it is. Hmm. It's Biden time. I can hear the music. I know, right? With Hail to the chief. I can hear it. Big news in the fight against COVID. All right. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden, most popular president in American history. Yeah. 10 million more votes than Barack Obama. Just wow. a reminder. Yeah. And continue. Well, President Biden said this week that America and Great Britain are doing something truly wonderful. At the G7 summit in London this week, Biden and British Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced that the group of seven nations are set to commit to sharing at least one billion coronavirus shots with the rest of the world. And not a single one of them will go to Palestine. Or in my arm. The United States will provide 500 million COVID-19 vaccine doses, and the United Kingdom will provide 100 million doses. And Greenland will provide zero doses. doses. That's right. Why does Greenland get get off the hook on it? Everything. Uh, they're somewhere down near the Southern Ocean. Yeah. That's yeah. Something like that. now, More in the Northern Ocean, but yeah. I heard that the U.S. <laughs> is going to provide 500 million COVID-19 vaccines. Yeah. And that for the people who don't want the vaccine, Mexico said... They're going to provide 500 million doses of heroin. Oh, oh. fantastic. Yeah. Hmm. And Israel is going to provide 500 rockets and deliver them to Gaza. Oh. All right. So I can imagine that shareholders in Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, and Moderna were very happy to hear this, Jen. Yeah. As were sure. executives of those big pharma giants. Because as you know. The Gates. <coughs> they're being paid for. They're being paid for all these needles, every one of them. So us giving 500 million doses out to the world, I would imagine, would cost a couple billion dollars, at least. So if I imagine if Joe Biden said the U.S. was going to donate 500 million cars to the rest of the world, General Motors would probably be pretty happy to hear that. I'll take the car. Yes. Or 500 million (laughs) iPhones. Apple would probably be pretty happy. I'll take Android. Yeah, same. If it was Android, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you heard. I hate to piss on this story, but did you hear that? There was a headline just Friday night really? that the FDA told Johnson & Johnson to throw out 60 million doses from a troubled plant in Baltimore. This is not a joke. Wow. Because they said the factory didn't uphold good manufacturing processes. Now, I don't know what the bad manufacturing processes were. <laughs> All I know is that there was a family of six that got the shots, and apparently one of them got a syringe full of ketchup one got mustard one oh. got relish one got onions one got a piece of napkin in their arm lord oh, so i guess mercy. it was lunchtime and somebody at the baltimore plant was you know i don't know, eating hot dogs or something uh jen remind me right after yeah. the show's over to go down to timmy and jimmy's room and throw them both out of a window yeah they're right. they're done they're, yeah. they're going right out with with uh with 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 uh with adam so anyway oh, when thanks. it comes to covid i can only imagine that this entire <laughs> pandemic would have been different if the disease killed kids yeah. Like like polio, right? I think because it targeted the older population, a lot of people just didn't care. If it had been 3 million kids dying, 
much different results, I think. Trump mm-hmm. would probably would have handled it better, mm-hmm. and yeah. he probably would still be president. Yeah. Probably so. Well, speaking of former President Trump, mainstream media is slowly changing and or retracting two stories about him. It was recently revealed that the story of him having a square full of protesters removed by military force so that he could take a photo op at a nearby church was incorrectly reported. And his claims that Hydra, I'm going to do this, hydroxychloroquine, a malaria drug, could improve a COVID victim's chance of living. Well, apparently he was correct about that. Now the experimental test results are in which vindicate the former president. So CNN, MSNBC, the like, had to debunk, you know, they debunked the Russian bounties crap. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, Mueller debunked the Russian collusion, the Mm -hmm. Steele dossier. Then they had to acknowledge the lab leak of the virus is now becoming pretty much common knowledge because Trump had said it early on. Now they're all admitting that Fauci is a lying bureaucrat. Mm -hmm. Now they're saying maybe Trump was right to close the border since 170,000 migrants crossed last month. Mm -hmm. Now it's this. Trump didn't have the square cleared for a photo op. And when he talked about hydroxychloroquine, it was actually legitimate. So what's the media's winning percentage at this point Mm. with Duncan on Trump? I would say it's about zero. We're, I'm going back to the whale. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, seriously. This... We're getting to a point where we can safely say that everything the mainstream media says about someone or something is bullshit until proven right. Yeah. Right? And it's it's so sad that they can't that they, they got the person they want in the office. They got the person they want out of the office. Mm-hmm. But yet here's mainstream media cannot cannot get over themselves of bashing President Trump. They would never do that with 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 Obama. They never when he got out, they still said, "Oh, he was a great president." Mm-hmm. You know, it's only someone that you know, juke the system, change the system that they still want to attack. Yeah, well, uh, we were just speaking about people being caught lying Mm -hmm. and Dr. Fauci. (laughs) (laughs) Those two are synonymous these days, right? Yeah. Well, Dr. Anthony Fauci has come under enormous scrutiny after emails written by him were released to the public via the Freedom of Information Act. In the emails, Fauci makes it clear that he knew about the COVID lab leak theory from the start of the pandemic and did everything he could to keep it quiet. He was also fully aware of the Wuhan lab's gain-of-function research in which it manipulated animal viruses to make them adaptable to humans. And and now Fauci is visiting all of his mainstream media buddies. He's going on all the shows he's been on many times before. These people have been propping him up for 16 months, hoping... You know, they've all got his back, oh, yeah. basically. Now this is all coming out, and, and they'll defend him breathlessly because he's on the opposite side as the orange man, mm-hmm. yeah. really, and, and that's it. So it's kind of like when a couple separates and the guy calls every guy he knows immediately <laughs> just to make sure they hear the story from him first oh, and they yeah. pick his side, yeah. even if he was wrong, like Fauci was wrong. But the fact is, Fauci was funding an organization that in turn was funding the Wuhan lab mm-hmm. to do gain-of-function research. Those are facts. Fauci knew what they were doing. He dismissed it because he didn't want to get out, and now he's getting busted. Yes, yeah. he is. I like the idea of that. The, them talking about it. it's like, oh, this drug can you know intertwine with human DNA. I'm like, is, if it's just me or is anybody else thinking I can be an anamorph? Like yeah. I can be an anamorph? Like that's just crazy that all all that's going on. And and it's been there. Like we're not blind. Right. We saw the funding. We saw everything that was going on in the Wuhan lab. The truth comes out eventually. Yeah. Yes, it always does. Are you guys ready for a happy local story? Yeah. Sure. I love happy local stories. I know you do. Yes, they're the best. Okay. Well, Dr. Frank Willard, dentist to generations of Clarksvillians, celebrated his 104th birthday on Friday. 
Willard is a World War II, let me say that again. Mm-hmm. Willard is a World War II veteran, served nine years in the military before going to dental school. He was a dentist on Madison Street for 34 years. Clarksville Mayor Joe Pitts attended the birthday celebration and revealed that Willard was his childhood dentist from the age of six to the time that Pitts was 18 years old. And even at 18 years old, Joe Pitts said, someday I'm going to raise everybody's taxes in this town. (laughs) He just knew it. It was his life's mission. Just knew someday he was going to become mayor and jack up those taxes. All right, little Jimmy, whatever you say. (laughs) (laughs) So Dr. Willard was born in 1917. That's wild. My great-grandmother was born in 1910. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. So, a little history here. Yeah. Woodrow Wilson was president. Mm-hmm. When he graduated high school, FDR was president. Yeah. When he became a dentist, Ronald Reagan was an actor, mm-hmm. not a politician. No. <laughs> now, when he retired from dentistry, Donald Trump was a Democrat, and Joe Biden was giving eulogies for ex-Klansmen. Yeah. yeah. And Clarksville didn't have its own television station then either. No, no. And you know what? Yeah. It's kind of crazy because we so, still... So that's the kind of history that Dr. Frank Willard has seen since 1917. He has lived things we only read about. Yeah. yeah. So this man is still alive, and he was 22 years old when Gone with the Wind was re- released <laughs> to theaters. He saw that at 22 years old. Can you imagine the stories? I would just love to sit and talk to him and just pick his brain and just, just hear yeah. all the cool stories about the stuff he's yeah. seen and, and, and gone through. And So he was 56 when Kennedy was assassinated. Wow. All right. He was 62 when Woodstock happened. <laughs> okay. He was 66 when Walt Disney World in Orlando opened. Oh, wow. Yeah, he That's was insane, already I can't retirement even, age. Like yeah. remember a world? I mean, I grew up in Orlando. I can't remember a, a life without Walt. Disney he was already sixty six. That's just years crazy. old. He's still alive. Yeah. So that is unbelievable. That yes, is, it is beyond impressive. Very much. This so. is a great story to wind down our show. And I and and, and I've never done this before. Happy birthday, Doctor. The Frank longevity. Miller. I just want to see see like seventy five. Like, but this guy's a hundred. I'm like, dude. I wish I could see hundred. I'm forty two. I'll be happy if I see forty five. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. happy birthday to you, yeah, Doctor Willard. Doctor Willard. You know what? In honor of Doctor Frank Willard. Yeah. I'm gonna do something we've never done on this show oh, before. Oh, I can't. Uh oh. <clears throat> not fire. Birthday. Not fire Adam. Oh, happy birthday <laughs> to Doctor Frank. The Bull Willard. Oh, no. oh he's got it. He's, he's an got, honorary he's Bull honorary Crew bull member. Crew. I like it. I love we, it. He's 104 years old. He's earned Frankie it. the Bull. Frankie ah, the bull. Frankie the Bull. That actually are is now a really awesome name. I love it. Two bulls in Clarksville. <laughs> One and bullshitter. I was going to say, I know. Bulls. I can't I beat speak you to for that him. joke, didn't uh, I? Yeah, you sure did. Yeah. Damn it. All right. See, Writing staff. And eventually we'll get our nicknames, but we're still part of the bull. You got to earn it. We got to earn it. I'm still a red pill, John. I don't know. All right. So we're going to wrap up tonight by saying we live in a society where the right believes that abortion is murder and guns are freedom, and the left believes that guns are murder and abortion is freedom. And I believe that those maybe two issues we'll never agree on. So let's just agree on the other 98% of issues, shall we? We should. Let's agree that we still only have four oceans. I don't care what National (laughs) Geographic says. And if we have a fifth, it's not called the Southern. Southern Ocean. (laughs) All right. Let's agree you got to destroy the emails. Fauci, 
take lessons from Hillary. All right? right. You got to destroy the emails. Email Hillary. Let's agree that if you think you were swallowed by a whale and your name's not Jonah, you were probably drinking way too much salt water. Call me Ishmael. I'll have what he's having. (laughs) Let's agree that more Dolly is always a good thing. We love Dolly. That's right. Definitely got to go to Dollywood. And let's agree that Dr. Frank Willard, age 104, has some amazing stories to tell. So let's agree on all these things, and we'll disagree on just a couple. So Mm. please, again, help us build the channel. Please like, share, and subscribe. And for Adam, for Red Pill Jen, until next time, this has been Headlines with Denny the Bull. We'll see you next week.